0: I made that gin and tonic very strong, Um, (laughs) so I'm really glad that I already went because I just finished it, and now I'm kind of starting to feel a little bit
1: good. Now I have nice, warm, excellent commentary for my story. Oh yeah,
0: I'm feeling loose, and I'm ready to be sassy. Hello, hello,
1: and welcome. (laughs) To fairy tale fix the show, <laughs> still doing it, still, still here, still making it happen, mm-hmm. still telling those tales.
0: Just well, we just keep finding more, and they keep making us go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: yes, they do, and they're still so good. We're still here. It's great. We absolutely love it, man. There are. Uh, did you guys know that there are a lot of fairy tales? Like, just there's a lot. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Yep. So many. (laughs) I don't know if you realize this, but people all over the world really enjoy telling each other wacky stories. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah, they do. We got to go find them all, like Pokemon. (laughs) Got to collect them all. weird, dark Pokemon with a lot of murder.
1: (laughs) A lot of murder. A lot of capturing poor maidens in the forest. A
0: lot of drugging people. A lot of abuse to horses. Yeah, lots of horse abuse. It's the greatest. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> Why wouldn't you listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love
1: is my question. Uh, I love them so much. I have a lot of fun. It's always fun picking out the fairy tales. I was going through one of my books today. Actually, I went through a bunch of books today. I could not like pick one. It's always harder. It's harder for me with the short fairy tales. Whenever I have the short one, it's mm-hmm. always like difficult to choose cuz I'll read through like a bunch of them. There's so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so much happening in that one to two pages.
0: Or sometimes not enough. I don't know. Short ones I really sometimes feel like they're just there wasn't enough time to really dig into the meat.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Of this particular story. I want this this could have been easily another like 2 to 3 pages.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz they never explain anything. They're like, "Oh, the fairy cursed Blah, blah, and they don't explain why. She just felt like it. She just felt like it. You know, whatever. That's a fine answer. I just want to
0: know. (laughs) If the answer answer was she just felt like it, I want to know if that was why. That is a fine reason. Well, uh, I did want to acknowledge that since this episode comes out on August 17th, that this mm-hmm. is Kelsey's birthday episode. Happy birthday! How do you feel? Thank you. <laughs> I'm very excited.
1: Uh, 32 feels really great. Everybody, you're really going to enjoy it. Or if you're past that, you probably already know that 32 is the
0: year. It's the best year. <laughs> the best year. You can probably. say that. <laughs> having not experienced that year yet. Mm -hmm. But you're pretty sure it was the best year.
1: I'm pretty sure it just already, like it gets better and better.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm excited, I guess. I'm basically,
1: I don't have any plans or anything. I'm just going to like probably watch a scary movie Mm -hmm. with my friends over video. Yeah. And yeah, drink some champagne because that's my favorite. Sounds like a
0: pretty solid birthday yeah to me
1: do do a little chill thing um and abby was really sweet i actually had a recommendation for my birthday episode i wanted
0: her to read a very specific story that i'm really
1: excited about
0: yeah i know i'm really excited i'm really excited to get to it um is there any is there any like housekeeping stuff that we need to get out of the way first you know, I do want to say it's been a while since we've
1: thanked our patrons on a regular episode. Yes,
0: I think we've been mostly doing that on Patreon episodes, which yeah. they know who they are uh, on the Patreon because yeah. if you're listening to it, you are a patron. And that's how part of how we thank you. But yeah, uh, let's do that.
1: Yeah. I just want to thank all of our patrons. We're getting such a good group of people. So I want to thank Jordan and Jeremy, and Lisa, and Maddie, and Kaylee, and Zach, and Kelsey, and Dommy and Chris, and Jen, and Julie, and Noah, and Ricky, and Elizabeth, and Cynthia, and Bill, and Angel, and Dustin. Thank you all. And Adam, if he ever...
0: <laughs> <laughs> if he ever gets his uh, debit card issue <laughs> figured out.
1: Yeah, my husband, Adam, <laughs> is a patron. He's very sweet. I told him that That's where I talk about him. So if he wants to hear what I say about him on the podcast, he has to... He has
0: to give (laughs) you money.
1: (laughs) He has to become a patron. And he did, which made me laugh. But then his card was declined. so And he didn't notice. So obviously he wasn't listening to them. (laughs) Which is okay. It's fine. But it made me laugh. So yeah, thanks so much to all of our patrons. You guys really make this show happen. You have no idea how much it means to us and if you are interested in becoming a patron yourself, you get one extra bonus episode or a bonus ode. A bonus ode. Every yes. month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that at the $6 tier. And then as you kind of go up in levels, you get merch. Yeah. And honestly, I
1: send stickers to everyone who signs up because I'm just so stoked, like we love you guys. We Thank you so much for becoming a patron. It's the
0: best. Right. So that's what you get at like uh, the like $6 level. And then as you go up, you get uh, stickers. As Kelsey mentioned, we will. and We have to adjust these because some of these were just giving to everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I just send stickers and a thank you note to everyone. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily put it on there. I just like to do it. I think it's nice. Well,
0: you get merch.
1: <laughs> you get cool swag, cool fairy
0: tale fix yeah. swag. So. You get cool fairy tale fix swag and uh, the opportunity to spend some one-on-one time with us if you want. So go ahead and head over to our Patreon and check that out. You can get there at fairytalefix.cash. You can also uh, actually search for us now. So if you've ever uh, gone to Patreon and gotten into that search bar and tried to search for a fairy tale fix podcast and nothing came up we have fixed that issue so you can now find us and sign up for our patreon if that's something you're interested in
1: also something I just think that I would like to mention about our patreon you should just go at least look at the tiers because Abby came up with all of them and she wrote basically like a little fairy tale story for each tier <laughs> it's I did really cute. <laughs> <laughs> You start off as a beautiful peasant mm-hmm. and make your way up to a witch's apprentice, and then a cat's familiar, and then a job creating dragon, and at our highest level, a fairy overlord.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. So far, Ricky is our fairy overlord, and he's doing a great job. Yes. Oh, we love you, Ricky. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you essentially, you go through this little fairy tale. It's really a choose your own adventure of what feels right to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where really on your cute. journey you want to stop.
1: <laughs> Even if you're not that interested, you should just go read and appreciate Abby's creativity. Cause it was really
0: I'm cute. Very funny. It's I just want read to <laughs> Yeah,
1: I really enjoyed that. And give us that gold, baby. We need that
0: gold for reasons. We owe so many wizards. We do. God, we have made a lot of bargains with wizards. It was unwise. We, we are struggling to get out from under of this <laughs> wizard induced debt please be a job creating dragon for us. (laughs) I think that'll do it. As I recall, the story that I'm reading is a longish one. Uh, It looks like you have two books there. I do. I'm going to be reading a story today called The Three Mermaids. And it's a story from Italy, according to the attribution in the book. Couldn't find any background information about it because every time I tried to Google it, I just got a lot of links to The Little Mermaid."
1: And this is such a good story. It's absolutely one of my favorites, and I am so excited to hear Abby tell it.
0: Yeah, and it's definitely a more obscure one, and I I really love it. So this is a a story that Kelsey and I both read for the first time in A Choice of Magic by, of course, Ruth Manning Sanders, our favorite. Fairy tale goddess. (laughs) Yes, an absolute fairy tale storytelling goddess. Mm -hmm. And then I also have uh, a book of mermaids here, which is uh, the other Ruth Manning Sanders book that this story is featured in. And I'm going to read out of a book of mermaids because my copy of A Choice of Magic is super old. And so I want to preserve it and not worry about like bumping it into stuff or or cracking Mm -hmm. the spine any further. But I did just want to like, I did just want to shout out the illustration in here, like right at the top. Uh, we will definitely, I'll definitely like take a picture and we can post it to our Instagram, Mm
1: -hmm. but,
0: and just want to show it to you so you can see it.
1: God, that's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. I think I have the same illustration in my book. You, you almost certainly do because I bought you the same, I bought you the same edition.
1: Okay. It looks a little different than yours. Or maybe it just doesn't have that front plastic cover. Maybe. Mine's like hard and teal. Yeah. I don't think yours, yours is like a library copy. The copy I have of A Choice of Magic actually inspired the colors for our logo. It's funny. It wasn't supposed to be my wedding colors. I swear. (laughs) I didn't do
0: my wedding colors. My wedding colors were
1: (laughs) were very, very similar to our logo color. But that was the inspiration was from A Choice of Magic.
0: And I think it might look beautiful. I think it worked out well. It's an attractive set of colors. It's why you used them for your wedding colors. Mm -hmm.
1: Like teal, aqua, blue goes really well with like a really orange pink. Mm -hmm. It just looks good. They just go together. (laughs) Really does. But yeah, it was really inspired by the cover of that book. So anyway.
0: (laughs) But yeah, but uh, so... I know Kelsey and I have both read this one. I will confess, I didn't get a chance to read this before we started recording, so I don't remember if I have any fixes for it or not. We will find out as we go along. My only prediction is that you will have no fixes, because
1: I'm pretty sure this was a perfect fairy tale. I remember really, really liking it.
0: I think this is one of the ones that you and I really, really like, so maybe that's why I don't remember any particular issues that I have with it. Mm -hmm. So we will read along and we'll see.
1: I will say what's really exciting is it is a really hard to find fairy tale like you can't find information about it. A choice of magic is out of print, but a book of mermaids is in print. So definitely check our show notes. We'll link it so you can purchase the mm-hmm. book. Definitely buy it. This book
0: all of these stories are just the best. They really they really are. I'm so excited that Map Media has been reprinting.
1: Yeah. Go Map Media books. We Go Map Media.
0: You. Yeah. Absolutely like some of the best people. Mhm. Doing the Lord's work, reprinting these extremely pagan stories. So yeah, Um. without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to get into it. You sit back, relax, and enjoy your birthday story. <gasps> Thank you. So the three mermaids from Italy. Once upon a time, there was a rich widower who had an only daughter called Cecilia. Cecilia was pretty and good. And if the widower had been content to stay as he was, all would have been well. But what must he go do but marry a widow who also had an only daughter? We can already see where this is going. Mm -hmm. And so can the narrator. I love that the narrator (laughs) is just, but what must he go and do, but marry a widow? Doesn't he has he not read the book? Does he has he not seen the movie? Does he not watch this show? (laughs) It's a bad idea every time if you are a single man with an only daughter. Yep. (laughs) I mean, in fairy tales, for sure. For sure. I mean, not necessarily like a terrible move in real life, but uh, (laughs) in fairy tales, that's always a terrible idea. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Granizia was the daughter's name, and she was not pretty or good. Neither was the widow. They were both ugly and envious. As soon as he was married, the man knew what a mistake he had made. The new wife made his life a burden. She bullied, she scolded, she must have her own way in everything, right or wrong. She was a terror, and every day she got worse. At last the man could stand it no longer, and one early morning he packed a few things in a bag, slung the bag over his shoulder, and stole out of the house. (laughs) Bye! He just leaves. (laughs) Uh. Which, what a gormless, spineless man. <laughs> he just noped out of there. He just he just leaves. He doesn't, oh, I don't know, like stand up to her, ask her to leave, maybe tell his daughter what the game plan is so uh-huh. they can leave together. He just goes like a <laughs> spineless loser. She must have been real nice before they got married. I don't know.
1: I know. It's, there's an interesting story there for sure. She mm-hmm. And especially because, I mean, if she's not pretty or good like what was her yeah what was the appeal like she's (laughs) she's ugly and mean he had hadn't got laid in a while goggles
0: (laughs) yeah well i mean and i'm not gonna lie i think we've all been there Kelsey literally saved me from like a I haven't gotten laid in a while in a wild goggles moment in college oh, where I was yeah. ta- it's total tangent. But I was talking to this guy that was in one of our classes that we had mutually when we were like 21 mm-hmm. <laughs> or yep, something. Well and, you know, we, we went to lunch with him once and I was obviously crushing hard and was like, wow, like, isn't he great? And Kelsey was like, no, he's boring and ugly. You just haven't gotten laid in a while.
1: <laughs> no, Abby, don't do it. <laughs> that guy is, he was such a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Why do, what do you see in him? What? That guy? Him? There was
0: nothing. And and we're throwing around the word ugly a lot as if that's a word that like means anything. Um, oh, yeah. But, I don't uh, actually
1: remember him being particularly like ugly, actually. I just remember him being like really boring mm-hmm. with no personality. And, you know, obviously just like not
0: good enough for Abby. He was just he was very average in every possible way. Uh.
1: <laughs> and Abby was like, isn't he great? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really not. <laughs> he's not great.
0: Ooh, uh anyway, uh, it's nice to have a friend like you. I'm really glad that we're still friends here on your 32nd birthday. Me too. <laughs> to tell each other when we're having those moments. Mm-hmm. So Cecilia's father just ups and leaves because he sucks. Mm-hmm. And Cecilia, he's not slick. Cecilia sees him going and runs after him. Father, father, where are you going? My poor child, I am going away. <laughs> I am leaving everything to your stepmother. I will find some work or other and make a new home. And when I have a new home, I will send for you. Don't cry. My little bird. Soon we shall be together again.
1: That happens quite often in fairy tales. Somebody just Hmm. bounces and they're like, no, I'll totally come back for you.
0: I'll totally come back for you. Yeah. Don't, I will absolutely send word. Uh, you, why, why can't you come with me? That's a, gosh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) Uh, as he's walking down the street more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the reason for that is he's slowly backing away.
0: Yep. (laughs) I'll, I'll tell you when you're older and I, and I send for you after I have a house built. Okay, bye. Cecilia waited and waited, but her father didn't send for her. Surprise, surprise. The work he found would barely keep himself. He had no money to make a new home. And the stepmother was furious. Oh, she was glad enough to be rid of her husband, but she had to blame someone for him leaving her and she blamed Cecilia. Of course. Of course. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly it's the child's fault. Yes, it's always, it's the child's fault. Definitely. I swear there's a reason Kelsey and I really like this story. It just has a rough start. It does. I kind of forgot about that. (laughs) Me too. I haven't read this one in a while. First, she gave Cecilia a good beating, and then she snatched off her pretty clothes and dressed her in rags, and then she put her to do all the dirty work. But she dressed her own daughter, Grenizia, in fine clothes and made Cecilia wait on her, and Grenizia gave herself airs and looked down on Cecilia.
1: I would just like to say, Grenizia is a fantastic name. It's a great name. Like I love that. I've never heard that. No, that's a new one. And I don't remember
0: her having a name, but I love that. Me neither. I thought I couldn't. I didn't remember that she had one. But it's she has a name, which is great. And it's a really, really good one.
1: Yep. Ruth Manning Sanders giving people names. Left and right. Willy nilly. She's just the best.
0: I appreciate her. True feminist.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so basically they're using Cecilia as a household servant and the house where they lived was on a cliff above the sea, and one day the stepmother set Cecilia out with a bucket of garbage to empty over the cliff. The bucket was very heavy, and as Cecilia stooped over the cliff edge to shake out the garbage, the bucket slipped from her hands and went rattle, rattle, rattle down the cliff and bump onto the beach below. Oh dear, oh dear, Cecilia knew that if she went back without the bucket, her stepmother would give her a beating. What was she to do? The cliff was very high and steep. She knelt down and peered over it. There was the bucket lying on the sand, and lying with his tail curled around the bucket was a sea monster. (gasps) Yes! Thank you! Thank you! Now we're getting to the good stuff. Yes, please. The sea monster had huge eyes that glittered like green gems, and he was staring up at Cecilia. Cecilia felt frightened, but she called down politely, Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, pretty one, shouted the sea monster. So polite. I love
1: that she's like, sir, to the sea monster, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is good
0: advice. Always be polite to sea monsters. Just always just be polite to monsters in general, because sometimes they rock and they give you stuff. (laughs) Like now, he asks her, what does she wish? And she says, I wish you many blessings, sir, said Cecilia. I wish you a rich wife and all that your heart can desire. And if you could climb up to me with my bucket, I should be greatly obliged.
1: Oh, she's just the best. I love Cecilia. She is the best.
0: And the monster totally agrees. The monster says, my good girl, if you want your bucket, you must come and fetch it. And he got up, twitched his tail and waddled off into the sea on his flat webbed feet. So he waddles off into the ocean with her bucket, and in, like, Cecilia is an incredibly brave girl, in and in addition to being an incredibly nice one, mm-hmm. uh, because instead of going like, well, that bucket's lost because a sea monster <laughs> dragged it into the ocean, she actually uh, starts to scramble down the cliff face. The stones broke loose, the roots came away in her hands, and she all but fell many a time, but she finally gets down. And she was about to pick up her bucket, though how she would get up that cliff again, she didn't know. Oh, he didn't drag her bucket into the ocean. He just told her to stop being lazy and come down and get it herself, I guess. Does she really only have the one bucket? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Her stepmother sounds cheap. I don't think she bought another bucket. The sea monster just seems like he's being really unhelpful, but. Yes. But.
1: He has secrets. He does. As all sea monsters have secrets.
0: So she picks up her bucket and she's trying to figure out how to get back up the cliff face when she hears the sound of very sweet singing. And there under the cliff, she saw a cave and in it were three mermaids singing and combing their hair. Ah, Sorry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> come hither, come hither, you pretty girl, sang the mermaid. So Cecilia went into the cave and yeah. the mermaids bade her sit down by them. Now we have a pretty little girl to comb for it, said the first mermaid, and she laid her head in Cecilia's lap and said, comb, comb. Cecilia combed the mermaid's hair, and the mermaid said, you look at my hair, and what do you see? I see sunbeams in it, said Cecilia. Is it beautiful and gold and shining, said the mermaid? It is beautiful and gold and shining as the sun itself, said Cecilia. So then the second mermaid lays her head in Cecilia's lap and says, comb, comb, comb. Cecilia combed the second mermaid's hair and the second mermaid said, you look at my hair and what do you see? I see moonbeams in it, said Cecilia. Is it beautiful, silver and shining, said the second mermaid? It is beautiful, silver and shining as the full moon itself, said Cecilia. And then the third mermaid lays her head in Cecilia's lap and says, comb, comb. So Cecilia combed and the third mermaid said, you look at my hair and what do you see? I see starlight in it, said Cecilia. Is it beautiful and bright and shining, said the third mermaid? It is beautiful and bright and it shines like the stars in heaven, said Cecilia. I really love the energy of these mermaids.
1: <laughs> They're like, mm-hmm. comb my hair and tell me how beautiful I am. Tell me how beautiful it looks. What do you see in it?
0: <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this later after we do like the second half of the story. But yes, I, I do love sort of the initial vanity of you know, what do you see in my hair?
1: And they're all excited to see Cecilia. They're like, oh good, come and comb my hair. Oh good, come brush my hair. (laughs) It's kind of like the old lady that really wants the guys to (laughs) comb her hair. Yes, yes. they're beautiful (laughs) mermaids. So it's like, it's different.
0: Yeah, the old woman from the Seven Fools. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a little different.
1: It's just kind of like chaotic energy. And -hmm. it's also a little seductive.
0: Oh, I mean, that's mermaids to a T, though. Mm -hmm. I know. That's why I love this story. Chaotic and a little seductive. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they eat your face off. So it's a good thing. Cecilia is very polite. Yeah, you have to compliment them a lot. (laughs) It's
1: a lot like me. That's why I like the story so much. (laughs) You just have to tell me how pretty my hair is or I'll eat your face off. Or I'll
0: eat your face off. But if they tell you how pretty your hair is, you'll make them nice charcuterie boards. Mm Exactly. Exactly.
1: I'll do nice things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Cecilia compliments the hell out of all of their hair. And the three mermaids were pleased. They looked at their hair in their mirrors and said, yes, little girl, you have done very well. And you have the manners of a princess. Come, we will show you to our house. And so they take her down under the cave and swam with her through emerald green water into a palace of pearl. Very grand and beautiful. They brought her lovely clothes and jewels and said, choose what you will have. But Cecilia said, I'm not used to grand clothes, but I see I have torn and dirtied my apron coming down the cliff. So if you have an apron to spare that is neat and plain, I should be grateful. Listen to her, laughed the mermaids. An apron neat and plain. Has no one ever told you, child, how beautiful you are? You are beautiful as any queen and queenly shall be your raiment. Yeah, I love them. So I much. love it so much that she's she's attempting modesty. She's trying to be as demure as possible because she still like doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. She's trying not to detract attention to herself, even though all of this magical stuff is happening to her. Mm-hmm. And the mermaids are like, No, you deserve all of this. It's like big sister energy. Huge big sister energy, <laughs> absolutely big auntie energy too. Oh, I love that! Yeah, big auntie mm-hmm. energy. How old do you think Cecilia is in this? Well, they keep they keep calling her little girl, mm-hmm. and she does seem young. I don't think it ever says how old she is. I'm, I'm guessing sort of like a a preteen. Yeah, maybe like twelve. Yeah, 12, um, maybe a younger teenager. I'm thinking like anywhere from 12 to 14 because I think that that's about the range at which you can still be called little girl Mm -hmm. before it starts becoming like kind of insulting. They tell her, you are beautiful as a queen and queenly shall be your raiment. And they brought a gold dress and put it on her. Then they combed her hair with their golden combs till like, it glittered like the morning dew. And then they set on her head the prettiest little hat like a basket of flowers, tied it with flowery ribbons and under her chin, knotted up some of her hair on top, and left the rest to hang down in curls on each side. Then they brought her to stand in front of a looking glass. And Cecilia says, can this really be myself or is this a princess? Aww. And the mermaids cry, both, both. Oh, it's so cute. I'm literally like misting a little bit, just like the support. <laughs> yeah.
1: See, so there is a lot of like um, women supporting women energy in this story because it didn't start
0: yes. that way. <laughs> it doesn't start that way, but there is a lot of like, you know, you meet, you meet people outside of your family who reflect your actual self back to you mm-hmm. and not who your family says you are or the things your family blames you for, you can go out and find your your real self reflected in other people uh, and the way they see you.
1: I'm also getting just a little bit of uh, drunk girls in a bar
0: bathroom. <laughs> oh,
1: my God.
0: Yes, that's it. It's not big sisters. It's not auntie energy. It's drunk girls in the bathroom energy. <laughs> It's like and you came in crying. Energy. Your makeup is ruined. And they're just like, they're, they've got their makeup out. They're fixing your makeup. They're huh. telling you how fucking gorgeous you look. And they're telling you that you shouldn't You're let queen. anybody talk to you that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fairy tale version. <laughs> Gosh, yes. This is the fairy tale version of Drunk Girls in a Bathroom. I love it. <laughs> she asks, like, is this a princess? And the mermaids cry both, both. Mm-hmm. And they laugh and they kiss her cheeks. And now you must take your bucket and go home, they told her. Which way will you go, by the front door or the back? There was a big golden door at the front of the palace, and there was a little wooden stable door at the back of the palace. Cecilia says, I'll go out the back way. And the mermaids laugh again. (laughs) Oh, Cecilia. And push her through the golden door. And as she's going through it, they call, look up, look up, see what's above you. Cecilia looks up and a golden star falls from the lintel of the door onto her forehead. Oh, gosh, I love I know. that. I love that too so
1: much. It's
0: so magical. I love this story. Mm-hmm. As soon as she had gone through the door, she found herself on the top of the cliff with a bucket in her hand, which sh- the bucket feels really heavy. She looks down and it's full to the brim with pearls. Woo. Yay. Yeah, oh, yeah. my stepmother will be pleased with me at last, she thought, and she ran into the house. That is such a sad thought. But when her stepmother saw her in her golden dress with the flowery hat on her head and her hair in elegant curls and the golden star shining on her forehead, well, then the stepmother wasn't pleased at all. She screeched with rage. What have you been up to? Stealing? She screamed. How dare you come into the house dressed like that? And what's that ridiculous thing on your head? Take it off. Take everything off. Poor Cecilia. I know. She's a sweet summer child. <laughs> she is a sweet summer child. And this lady is super, super cruel. She's a bitch. <laughs> yes. She's like a really just, really just nightmare parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she snatches the hat from Cecilia's head, strips her of the golden dress, and she even tries to pull the star off of Cecilia's forehead. But all she does is burn her fingers. Good. Which I love. I love that the star actually has like some star fire. Mm-hmm going on and that made her angrier than ever but when she saw the bucket full of pearls she calmed down and said well after all i see you haven't been wasting your time and she emptied the pearls into a chest and locked them up and bade cecilia tell her where she had got them so cecilia tells her and the stepmother says tomorrow grenizia shall go if the mermaids gave riches to a miserable little shrimp like you they will give my granizia twice as much Boo. Boo. what me go down that dreadful cliff said grenizia i won't do it you will do as i tell you said the stepmother so the next morning she put two buckets into grenizia's hands took her by the arm and hustled her to the edge of the cliff then she snatched the buckets and threw them over the cliff rattle 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 bump bump to the shore below and uh she yells at grenizia to go down after them and Grenizia digs her heels into the turf at the top of the cliff and cries, I won't, I won't do it.
1: <laughs> I mean, also, poor Grenizia, like, what's, yes. what chance did she stand with, you know, an awful mother like that?
0: Yeah. It's, a, she was not like trained to be kind or humble. She was mm-hmm. probably rewarded for doing the exact opposite. Yeah. And also, she does not want to do this. I'm um, re- reading the story, because the, the, the last time I read this, I had not read Toads and Diamonds yet. Yeah, c- sassy queen Fanny vibes. Yep, and this is this is definitely Toads and Diamonds energy. Mm-hmm. I, from what I remember, I think we're going to sympathize with grenizia less, probably as the story goes on. Unlike Fanny, who we just kind of felt worse and worse for.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was just funny.
0: She was just funny. She was
1: a sassy girl. I mean, she, she was a pert uh, hussy. I feel like we could go on and on about <laughs> Fanny. We could. (laughs) Because she was actually kind of the greatest. She She was. She still, like, offered water and did stuff.
0: Yeah. She just also said, like, I mean, you're a rich lady. I'm not going to get it for you. (laughs) 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 Which is something I I admire that. So Grenizia... Totally understandably doesn't want to go down the cliff after the buckets, but the stepmother gave her a push, and over she went, sliding and scrambling and clinging to whatever there was to cling to, and she finally comes to the bottom bruised and angry. So she's already in a pretty bad mood. The mermaids were singing in their cave, and they called to Grenizia to come in. And in she marches and sits down by them. So I guess this is just kind of their thing. If they just kind of lurk and they wait to see if there are any nice little girls that they can give riches to.
1: I mean, what else are you going to do if you're a <laughs> It's, like your it's main- actually a pretty
0: cool op- occupation.
1: It's like your main job, just kind
0: of testing people. And then maybe like, you know, if men come in there, you just, you just eat them. Mm-hmm. Like little girls get like a test of how good they are. And then if men come in there, they're just, you eat them. Yep. Grenizia marches into the cave, sits down by the mermaids and says, Here, give me a golden comb and look sharp about it, she said. (laughs) It seems I have to comb your hair. I don't see why I should, but I suppose I must. (laughs)
1: Look sharp about
0: it. (laughs) I still don't hate her. Oh, my God. If I have to fucking be here, (laughs) like, let's get it over with. I don't want to be here. (laughs) I am completely unimpressed by the fact that you're actual mermaids. Give me the comb. So the mermaids give her the comb, and the first mermaid lays her head in Grenizia's lap and says, Comb, comb. And Grenizia drags the comb through the mermaid's hair, and the mermaid says, You comb, you comb, you are rough in your combing. You look on my hair, and what do you see? I see bits of seaweed all tangled up, said Grenizia. <laughs> just telling it like it is <laughs> just totally honest maybe <laughs> cecilia was just flattering them and that was not at all what she saw but that's you know she's been trained to lie to protect her own you know yeah, maybe skin. maybe the story is cecilia is just really a fake bitch <laughs> is just really a fake bitch <laughs> <laughs> um then the second mermaid lays her head in grenizia's laugh and says comb comb and Grenizia jerks the comb through the mermaid's hair, and the mermaid says, You comb, you comb, you are not kind in your combing. You look on my hair and what do you see? I see ropes of brown seaweed all stuck together, said Grenizia. Don't blame me if your comb breaks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I'm totally hearing the story a little bit differently now. (laughs) Yeah, no, a little bit, a little bit now that we're older. (laughs) The third mermaid lays her head in Grenizia's lap and Grenizia tugs the comb through her shining hair. You comb, you comb, said the third mermaid. You are rough and cruel in your combing. You look at my hair and what do you see? I see rags of cloth washed up by the tide and full of sand, said (laughs) Grenizia. Oh geez, I mean, here's the thing, though. I think that this is sort of like a you see what you want to see and what your disposition allows you to see. Yeah. Um. I, I think it's a test of kind of who you are as a person, and mm-hmm. and that even like, because even if she's just telling it like it is, like she's not gentle, she's not being kind, she's not. Yeah, she doesn't want to be there. She's she doesn't want to be there. Um. And she's not making the best of it since she is anyway. Um, she's kind of taking out her frustration on mermaids, which is a yeah, bad which is idea, a terrible idea. <laughs> Yikes! And also, like telling, telling them they're they're like that their hair is ugly, which is deeply yeah, uncool rude. in any circumstance. That's very rude. <laughs> it's super rude. Don't take it out of the mermaids. But she's gonna learn her lesson. <laughs> Although all of that was really funny, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of cracking me up now. I haven't read this story in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so she insults the final mermaid's hair and then says, there, that's done. Now let's have a look at your gems and your fine dresses. <laughs> <laughs> For that's why I've come, to be dressed up smartly and given two buckets full of pearls. Oh, two buckets. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her her enterprising mama sent her down there with two buckets. So. <laughs> The mermaids take Grenizia down through the emerald green water to their palace of pearl, and they brought out their lovely dresses and jewels, and they said, choose. See, and, th- and this is the other thing. The mermaids did not deserve your sass, because even after all that, they were still mm-hmm. going to give her pretty dresses and jewels. They were like, okay, you know, we all have bad days. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, here, like, have a- do you want a pretty dress? Will that make your day better? Yeah. But Grenizia flung the jewels from her and stamped on the dresses. Is this the best you can do? She said. You don't get rid of me so easily. I'm not going till I have a much finer dress and far more splendid jewels than you gave to that little kitchen wench, Cecilia. Ugh,
1: what? So a she's bitch. going
0: full Karen about it. <laughs> full Karen. Never go full Karen. She wants to speak to their manager. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> um, that yeah. is like so the just,
1: perfect analogy too. like that is exactly yeah. how she's treating them.
0: That's exactly what this is. Like, you know what? Maybe this book is actually maybe the story is actually a metaphor for how you should treat staff and service people mm-hmm. politely. Be kind. It's not that hard. Tell them they look nice. <laughs> Give people lots of compliments. But like not in a weird way. Don't don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> the mermaids show her every dress they have, and still Grenizia demands better and finer ones. We have no more, said the mermaids at last. Then I suppose I must take the best of a bad lot, said Grenizia. And she chose a dress all way down with huge rubies. The dress was so stiff that when she put it on she could hardly move and she didn't look at all nice in it.
1: <laughs> this would make such a great like movie. I want to see
0: all the dresses and jewels and stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to see the cartoon of this. So then she searches around for a headdress. There was a crown of pearls, a tiara of diamonds, and a chaplet of emeralds. Are you Googling what a chaplet is? Because I don't know what that is. <laughs> I was I was trying to be uh, sneaky and pour myself another glass of wine while you were talking.
1: And <laughs> now I'm Googling chaplet. A garland or a wreath for a person's head.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. So there's a
1: emerald chaplet. I'm also seeing a lot of Catholic prayer beads.
0: Grenizia has decided that like a dress isn't enough for her. She also wants a crown of some sort. So there's a crown of pearls, a tiara of diamonds, and a chaplet of emeralds. And she crams all three of them on her head, one on top of the other, and said, I'll take the lot.
1: I mean, (laughs) she's awful, but she's also just really funny.
0: I, I mean, she's hilarious. Like, this is, this is like, it's really funny, but I'm also just like, yeah, there's a reason why, like, I like Fanny more as a character mm-hmm. if we're comparing the two stories. No, this
1: is more like a character that you love to hate because mm-hmm. she's awful, but she's also just really kind of funny, funny, <laughs> sassy. <laughs> and you're like, what's wrong with you? Why are just you being so
0: rude down. to these mermaids? Mm-hmm. They're mermaids. Why are you being so mean to the mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially since the mermaids are being so nice to you. Yeah. Anyway, the mermaids are getting close to not wanting to be nice to her anymore. Mm -hmm. So they lead her to stand in front of the looking glass after she jammed all three headdresses on her head. And they were laughing like anything. (laughs) What are you laughing at? Said Grenizia. Oh, nothing, nothing, they said. And they go on laughing. I should like to box the ears of all three of you, you rude things, said Grenizia. I'm going now. Where are my buckets? Here. Have you filled them with pearls? said Grenizia. They are quite full and heavy, said the mermaids. The buckets were so full of pearls that Grenizia could hardly lift them. What with the heavy buckets and the heavy dress and the heavy crowns in her head, she had a job to walk. Open the door for me, she said, staggering along. The big golden door or the little wooden one? they asked. The golden one, of course, said Grenizia. Am I an ass that I should go out through your stables? Woo. Woo, she is just she is an stassy. ass yeah she, she really is <laughs> she's a giant ass the mermaids open the golden door and as grenizia was going through it they call out look up look up see what is above you oh i know what's above me said grenizia i was going to look up without you telling me did she know what was above her not she. When she looked up, a donkey's tail fell from the lintel of the door and onto her forehead. <laughs> because she is, in fact, an ass. Again, just visuals would be so great for this. In the in the illustration in A Choice of Magic, there is an illustration of her wearing rags
1: mm-hmm. with
0: the, donkey's, the donkey tail on her forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a picture of that too and uh, post it. Yeah, make sure to... Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> the donkey's tail falls in her forehead, and then there she is, standing at the top of the cliff outside her home. She tried to pull the donkey's tail off her forehead, but it stuck fast as if it grew there. <laughs> she put up her hand to the crowns on her head. They were ropes of brown seaweed. She looked down at her jeweled dress. It was rags of cloth washed up by the tide and full of sand. Mm-hmm. She peered into her heavy buckets. They were piled up with beach pebbles. She flung the buckets down outside the door and ran in howling. Grenizia howled. The stepmother screamed. Poor little Cecilia put her hands over her ears and crept away into a corner. But the stepmother dragged her out and shook her. Hmm. This is all you're doing, screamed the stepmother. Take the pig swill and off to the sties with you. What? What the pigs leave you to eat, and where the pigs lie, you can lie. You'll get nothing more in this house, either food or bed. Just Uh, the worst. Don't raise such an awful daughter. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, this won't happen to her. Cecilia took the pigs of Pigswell and went out. The stepmother stripped off Grenizia's rags and dressed her in the clothes the mermaids had given to Cecilia, but she couldn't wrench the donkey's tail from Grenizia's forehead. However much, she tugged and twisted. She took a knife to cut it off, but Grenizia howled, no, leave it alone. It hurts. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I know. I like, think it really is just like a limb that she has now. So then the stepmother fetched Cecilia's flowery hat, tipped it well forward over Granizia's brow, twisted the tail up under the hat and looped her hair about it. Now it scarcely shows, she said, but one of these days I shall kill that Cecilia. Whoa. Whoa. What? Like, fair. This is great fairy tale parenting. <laughs> a plus fairy tale parenting right over here. <laughs> Cecilia spent the night in the pig's eyes. She felt cold in her rags, but the pigs were friendly. They crowded round her and kept her warm. And in the morning when she let the pigs out into the fields, she heard the sound of galloping hooves and a horseman came riding along the road on the other side of the hedge. Cecilia looked up at the horseman. He was indeed worth looking at. He was a prince, none other. The prince looked down at Cecilia. The golden star shone on her brow, as, and though she was in rags, her beauty was bright as the morning. Where is your home, little beauty? He asked. In the pigsty, sir, she, said she. That's so sad. I know. But honestly, the pigs keep her warm. The pigs are nice to her. Yeah, that almost kind of like sounds nicer than trying to sleep inside with her awful, awful, abusive stepmother. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And who owns the pigs? My stepmother, sir, said she. And where does your stepmother live? In yonder house, sir, said she. If I get your stepmother's consent, will you be my wife? That's so forward. I know, but here's the thing. That's why we have no fixes for this story. He asks. That's, that's true.
1: <laughs> that's very true. Okay, I guess
0: that's... It's a little fast. It's a little fast, but he does ask if she would do that. And she is a little girl... And she is a little girl. We determined she's probably no older than 14. <laughs> but different times, I guess. I guess. And honestly, that's probably about the age that most, most of the young women who get swept off by kings riding through the forest get, get picked up. <laughs> so at least he asked, oh, a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. I like pretty girls. And I currently don't have any pretty girls. Uh, which, But I should probably ask her, I guess, if she wants to be my. <laughs> Life. <laughs> At least there's that, the like mm-hmm. bare minimum. Yep, he did the bare minimum. The bar is real low in fairy tales.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not even getting to know her. Maybe she's, I just, she's a
0: girl that was, she's a girl that slept with the pigs last night, but she's real pretty. <laughs> 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 That's all he knows. That's literally it.
1: <laughs> That's all you really need to know, right? Just, oh, pretty.
0: That's- Ooh, pretty. <laughs> He asks, "Will you be my wife?" And she said, "Willingly, sir." Because, wow, I hate it here. Please, mm-hmm. and like, li- I c- honestly, how could it get worse?
1: Yeah, classic abused child. Mm-hmm. Just please take
0: me. I could do. I could do worse than going from a pigsty to a palace.
1: Yep, I would have said yes to anything to get out of
0: here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Whatever you want. <laughs> I was actually thinking about letting the sea monster eat me. So the prince turns his horse and rides to the house. Is anyone within? The stepmother comes out. She is all smiles and curtsies. The the prince says, "I am a prince."
1: (laughs) I want to guess he's fourteen too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I hope so because he seems really young. (laughs) I'm a prince. I am a prince. Will you give me your stepdaughter for wife, the lovely girl with the star on her forehead? The stepmother bobbed and grinned. If you will send for her tonight, your highness, I will get her ready. I will come for her tonight, said the prince and rode away. And the stepmother called Grenizia. We must do what we can with you, she said. The prince comes tonight to marry you because I'm sure he'll never notice the donkey tail. hmm. Yeah. She hurried into town and bought a pot of gold paint, and she painted a gold star on the piece of the donkey's tail that showed under the flowery hat. (laughs) It's very creative. She's- She is really creative. Working with what she's got. She's resourceful. And, you know, a monster, but resourceful. By night, the prince won't know any difference, she said, and once you're married, he'll have to put up with you. (laughs) (laughs) Even she doesn't like her daughter. Her daughter really sucks. (laughs) So in the evening, the prince comes back. It was a dark night. The moon was not yet risen, and only a star or two showed amongst the clouds. When Grenizia heard the prince calling, she opened the door of the house and stepped out into the darkness. The prince couldn't see her face, but the gold paint gleamed under the brim of the hat, and the gold dress that the mermaids had given to Cecilia glittered. Are you ready, my bride? said the prince. I am dressed and ready, said Grenizia. Your voice sounds strangely different," said the prince. <laughs> because, um, unlike the prince and Cinderella, for example, he notices other details. Yeah, exactly. about the person that he's, you know, wants
1: to marry. You know, I know I just met you, but I'm pretty sure I saw you just a few hours ago, and yeah. and you sound different. <laughs> Is that it, though? Is there anything else he notices?
0: No. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little uh, I'm a little husky it's it's the cold night air said she and the prince swung her up onto his horse and galloped away with her and at dawn he galloped her back <laughs> <laughs> nope nope <laughs> <laughs> one glance when they got to the palace had shown him he had been deceived now he was looking everywhere for cecilia but he couldn't find her the stepmother had gone into the forest to gather sticks and where was cecilia Shut up in a barrel with the lid nailed firmly down on top of her. God damn. <laughs> the stepmother was gathering sticks to make a bonfire and burn the barrel. Holy shit. I know. I forgot that part. Jeez. All I remember was the part with the mermaids and the dresses. <laughs> there are so many, also, just there are so many
1: easier ways to murder someone. That's so horrible. Yeah.
0: Yikes. Wow. <laughs> okay. So the prince had searched in the fields, he had searched in the pigsties, and now he was running through the house, searching in every room. My bride, my bride, he crawled. Where are you? I don't actually know your name. I forgot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. The barrel stood in the kitchen by the ashes of the hearth. Lying in the ashes was a tabby cat. Meow. Meow, <laughs> said the tabby cat. <laughs> my bride, my bride, where are you? Cried the prince. Meow. Meow. Your bride is in the barrel, (laughs) said the tabby cat. What the fuck? I don't remember that at all. It's a random talking cat. Love it. Love it. Love love it. You love to see it? love it. it. Oh, my God. (laughs) The prince put his ear against the barrel. He heard a soft, low moaning. He seized a hatchet that's hung by the fire and wrenched up the lid of the barrel. And yes, there inside was his lovely little bride. The prince took her up in his arms, put her on his horse and galloped away with her. (laughs) Jeez. And this is why she agreed to marry you without asking any questions.
1: Uh-huh. Yep.
0: No because fault to Cecilia
1: whatsoever. Get really the couldn't fuck be up out of there.
0: <laughs> but Please, also, take me away. more
1: information on this talking tabby cat.
0: I need to know. <laughs> the stepmother comes back with the firewood, and what does she see? She sees the barrel lying on its side and Grenizia sitting in a corner with her hat in her hand and the donkey's tail hanging down over her nose. Meow, meow, said the tabby cat. Our little Cecilia is stolen away. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. The stepmother, further proving why she's just an animal, throws the firewood at the cat. Uh, and this is why the cat didn't want to help you. Don't kill the messenger. The cat spat at the stepmother. Grenizia howled. The tabby cat marched out of the house with his tail brushed up. Meow, meow. I'm going to Cecilia's wedding, he said. <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. And it was a very grand wedding. The three mermaids were invited. They came riding on the sea monster.
1: Yes, amazing. Which
0: that's what the that's what the other illustration is in the book. So we'll put a picture of that up. It's such a it's so great.
1: The sea monster needed a much bigger part,
0: but yes, I'm glad he made I a thought comeback. The sea monster was in it more. Anyway, so the three mermaids come and they're riding the sea monster, and the sea monster gave a wink with one of his huge green eyes and said to Cecilia, "You did right, my good girl, to climb down the cliff after your bucket." Mm-hmm. And the mermaids give Cecilia three wishes. Ooh. Cecilia, being an angel, first Mm -hmm. wishes that they would take the donkey's tail off of Grenizia's forehead. Oh, Cecilia. There is no reason that she would want to Mm -mm. do that. The second wish was that her father might be found and brought to live at the palace. Again, he doesn't deserve it, but she's an actual angel.
1: She is the literal sweet summer child, just Mm -hmm.
0: so innocent and... She and John should get married from that other Uh, story. Exactly. (laughs) Just the best people, really.
1: (laughs) Uh, By the way, that is referencing our last bonus episode, uh, John and his brothers. The fucking best ever.
0: (laughs) He's the best man who's ever lived. And Cecilia is the best lady that's ever lived. Mm -hmm. So they should just get married. Yep. This prince is going to be disappointed. (laughs) I ship it. (laughs) I ship it. (laughs) I'll put this in the Ivan expanded universe. Yes. That's head headcanon.
1: <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> it's what we deserve. It's what they deserve.
0: So the first wish was that the donkey tail gets removed from Cornelia's forehead. The second wish is that her father is found and brought to live at the palace. And the third wish was that everyone might be as happy as she was. Aww. Cause she's the best. And the first two wishes, the mermaids granted at once. And if they couldn't quite grant Cecilia's third wish, they did their best. <laughs> At any rate, they saw to it that most people were happy. And if there were any people who weren't happy, well, that was not the mermaid's fault.
1: Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> ending.
0: I love
1: that Perfect. ending.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm of just like you know we'll do we'll do our best but some people aka like your whole family are just Mm -hmm. determined to be miserable yeah that's not on us (laughs) (laughs) they just don't want to be happy and so they're not
1: oh that was amazing you did a fantastic job thank you for reading that you're welcome happy birthday yeah um (laughs) no fixes for this story I don't know. I wish Cecilia stood up for herself a little bit more and was just a little bit more like not just nice, you know, good. That's fair, kind. But at the end, I feel like that was just a little too nice.
0: Yeah, Uh, you know, agreed. I, like making making room for the fact that I think, like, you know, being abused the way she is, I think definitely leads to that kind of like appeasement. Yeah, for sure strategies but i really do think that instead like that when the prince rolls up and says hey if i get your stepmother's permission do you, would you marry me because i think he's assuming that her that you know her family plays by the usual rules for some reason yeah um even though she's sleeping in the pigsty and and i think that that should have been the final straw so maybe my, my only fix is that she was like nope uh i'll marry you right now uh pull me up on your horse and let's go
1: yep for real i fucking love the cat <laughs> I don't remember that part at all. I'm
0: going to Cecilia's wedding. I'm going to her wedding. <laughs> Bye. I, yes, I forgot about the talking cat. That is so excellent. I love all of the dresses and the mermaids and. Oh, yeah. Grenizia awful, but she's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Such a good story. And hopefully, yep.
1: I don't know. I, I do. I do love Grenizia. I hope she learned, you know, a lesson and. Oh, this a seven. yeah. I love. That. I, I do.
0: I do like that Cecilia asks that the donkey tail be removed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't change that for sure. Yeah. No, wouldn't change that because because like I think that that kind of that gives that gives Grenizia an opportunity to learn to be mm-hmm. a better person. Yeah. I don't know. So I like the story. It's, it's a good so one. so
1: Wonderful. I love it. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Ruth Manning Sanders, for bringing that. Just doing it again you know bringing Mm -hmm. us the content we love the the stories we deserve okay so this one is called the wolves
1: so i will let you make one prediction since it is so short
0: for the wolves the wolves are werewolves oh that is such a good prediction prediction. um because like i know that you're in a halloween mood at the moment that's probably why i why i picked the title for sure (laughs) Uh, go ahead and tell me about how it's not werewolves. Okay.
1: Here we go. This is the wolves from the turnip princess and other newly discovered fairy tales. A wealthy prince was married to a beautiful woman. The two had no children, and that was a source of great sorrow for the prince. As for the princess, she was consumed with envy whenever anyone in the kingdom gave birth to a child. One day... The prince and princess were visiting a village, and they looked on as a festive group made its way into the local church. A farmer was having his triplets baptized, and everyone in the village had gathered to celebrate. Wow, his triplets. I know, dang. Okay.
0: (laughs) I hope their mother's okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The princess was planning to put a stop to the festivities. (gasps) Why? Rude. Yeah, because she's just so jealous that she can't have kids and she's a little
0: crape oh sure yeah okay she's just like one of those really upset just can't get over it
1: and you know a little she's party pooper mm-hmm. stop the festivities but her prince made fun of her mocking the fact that she was aching to have something that a mere peasant possessed because it's totally up to her and it literally says it was her own fault that she had no children according to the prince.
0: Oh, my jerk. God. I can see why she's a little bitter and a little extra <laughs> she's about so extra. this. What a cruel thing to say. Yeah, that's totally fucked up.
1: So the princess flew into a rage right then and there and accused the farmer's wife of infidelity, claiming that a woman could never have more than one child at a time with her husband. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's that doesn't just make like, any sense. She's like a mad queen type. Oh, it gets worse. Oh my god. <laughs> Just wait. Where when do the wolves come? <laughs> <laughs> when the prince returned home, he held a mirror up to the princess's face so that she could see how ugly she looked. And to her horror, she saw in the mirror the head of a shaggy wolf, red-eyed, baring its teeth. <gasps>
0: Ooh, which is
1: awesome. Okay. It turned out that the princess, without knowing it, was actually pregnant at the time. She gave birth to seven boys in seven days, one after another. She remembered what she had said earlier to the farmer's wife. The prince was not at home, and she decided to send the midwife out to a wolf's lair with the seven boys wrapped up in an apron. Because she is out of her mind. What
0: the fuck?! like yeah. what i'm what is happening what is happening right now well i mean oh my god this is this is some greek tragedy nonsense like this is the kind of thing that happens in a shakespeare play <laughs> it is a very what the fuck fairy tale that's for sure what in the macbeth is happening right
1: now <laughs> <laughs> well it happened that the prince was hunting right in that area and he ran into the midwife What are you doing here, he asked, and she immediately- seven children. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing with seven boys? Seven squalling infants. (laughs) Well, the midwife immediately owned up to her evil intentions, and the prince rewarded her by running her through with a sword. He had the boys raised by a loyal subject. So, yay. (laughs) No actual baby killing.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad.
1: 18 years went by. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long game.
0: 18 Sorry, years went by. Story is so condensed. It's so condensed yeah. that like the, the twists are just they're coming too fast. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be a longer story for sure. Okay. Oh, OK. So
1: the kids are 18 now. Go on. And the prince was planning a grand feast. Seven boys with long hair, all equally handsome and dressed alike, appeared at the feast. The princess could feel her heart pounding when she set eyes on the boys, and she began to tremble. During the meal, the prince jokingly asked how to punish a mother who throws her sons to the wolves. She should dance to death in red hot iron shoes, was the answer. And so the princess condemned herself to that very punishment. The prince acknowledged the boys as his legitimate children, and they became known as the Wolves. The end. Abby's face is so good; she's like rubbing her temples, like she can't believe.
0: It. Oh my god! Um. <sighs> uh, um. <laughs> uh, I don't really. I don't. I don't even know what to say. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Wasn't that good? Wow. Um. And yes. No. That was also great. also not good. And just what? That is, um, mm. <laughs> why so is many, it called the wolves? <laughs> so many things. Yes. Why is it called the wolf? Outside of the fact that like this woman was so crazed that she felt that she was no longer human or that she seemed to no longer be human because she was so. She was so terrified by her own lie. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Like. Wow, like I'm like man, I wish that I knew more about sort of the psychology of um I don't even know what that would be of of that of that sort of like wild like narcissistic mm-hmm. impulse to to scream at someone because they because they're fertile and you're not. Yeah. And, and, and say such awful things and then be so freaked out by the thing that you said, being afraid that your husband would think that that's true. Mm -hmm. Even though he clearly doesn't ever believe a word out of your damn mouth. So I don't. (laughs) And she also saw a wolf when she looked
1: in the mirror, like she was like hallucinating. Yeah. Yeah. She's hallucinating.
0: There's so much more to that story. (laughs) That woman needed help. Like mm-hmm. she needed a lot of help. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I'm sympathizing with her over much because she did send her children to be thrown to the wolves, um, but <laughs> but also like her husband was a heel. Like he uh-huh. yeah. he mocked her for struggling with with some really intense feelings around not being able to have children he mocked her for it told her it was her own fault and i mean honestly he drove her to it and then then she tries to kill all their children so i'm not saying that she's blameless in this
1: (laughs) i want to know more about the just like her seeing herself as a wolf in the mirror it's just very interesting it was a very Mm -hmm. mad queen kind of story that should have been so much longer
0: yeah. Oh my God. I needed, I need a lot. I need, inf- I need details. I need information. I also feel, I'm sorry. I'm really stuck on how kind of like weirdly sad I feel for her, even though she did something awful. Cause mm-hmm. at the very end yeah, of the she story, was obviously mentally ill. Like, yes, she obviously was really, she was really struggling. And then, and then especially like that, because like sometimes women, especially women who are, sort of traumatized throughout their pregnancies or through their birth and then not and then not very well supported often mm-hmm. like po- like postpartum depression is a real thing exactly the vibes i'm getting from the yes, story like that that woman needed help and then at the end when he reveals her sons to her like healthy and alive and he says yeah 18 he, years later 18 he stays with her years for 18 years later Eight, like, oh my God, what a What happened during those 18 years? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he obviously still fucking hates her because Mm -hmm. at the end of that time, he's like, the only fitting punishment for you is to dance yourself to death wearing like red hot poker shoes or whatever.
1: That's what she said. He was like, what do you think they should do? And she was like, oh, this. Mm -hmm. So she, and we've seen that before too in fairy tales where the character
0: makes their own fate. Yeah, but then she resigns herself to it. Like like the the mm-hmm. story says like she resigns herself to that fate. She's like, "Oh, well, yeah, then I guess like I'll I, I do have to do that. That is how I need to atone."
1: Well, I don't when know. When it's if, like that's I mean, it, it the story didn't get enough context. <laughs> you were mentally ill. <laughs>
0: like you were struggling with no support. <laughs> it was a wild one, right? <laughs> that was wild. That was insane. In that- like a page and a quarter. Whoa! I am like I've got whiplash. I'm still like I am. I'm. I'm still processing. <laughs> that uh, yeah. Story. Wow. The stories in that book are either wild or mm-hmm. nothing. There's no in between. And as a reminder, these books are from
1: Franz Xaver von Schonworth.
0: Yeah, civil servant
1: from Bavaria. So a little dark, very dark. Oh yeah, look at this on the back. Violent, dark, and full of action. Yes, uh, I just like also that he waited eighteen years instead of so many fixes for this story.
0: <laughs> so many fixes.
1: Yeah, I don't have a specific fix; just the whole story <laughs> needs the whole to be fixed.
0: Story is it's terrible. interesting, though. I'm not like I feel like it would make a great longer story with more context. Oh yes. Oh my god. Like if they made if they made a drama mm-hmm. about this. Like, oh, if they, yeah. if they did like a, if they did this story as a limited series, you know, yeah. in, in a medieval dark drama kind of way, I would eat it up with a spoon. That's what an interesting, like, really rich story for various actors to sink their teeth into of this, you know, princess clearly struggling with, you know, depression surrounding her fertility and, than postpartum depression.
1: I feel like I mentioned this in a recent episode, Snow White, A Tale of Terror with Sigourney Weaver. I think that was like our Mm -hmm. last episode. Yeah,
0: we talked Um, about that in the last episode because it's great.
1: (laughs) But that's part of like what's happening to the evil stepmother and why she kind of, you know, goes insane is she has fertility issues. Mm -hmm. It makes the story just so much darker and adds so much more context to what the Mad
0: Queen is mm-hmm. going through, yeah, and her obsession with youth mm-hmm. and beauty and yeah,
1: I I love that she tells this lie because she's just upset to this farmer's wife, mm-hmm. which again, not she good believes behavior. it herself. Like she she mm-hmm. immediately puts it on herself, and it's just it's totally wild, and it's only like a page and
0: a quarter. Wow, <laughs> so
1: I'm really you glad you read that
0: one. That. <laughs> Wow. A little, a little um, bit of a sharp turn from our last one. <laughs> I wish she had been a werewolf and that that was why she saw a wolf in the mirror. I really got I know, excited right? for a second. I feel like. <laughs> i was like maybe it could be argued but no but man i would love to see that i would love to see even that sequence in a drama of because you know how you know the you know black swan with natalie portman where mm-hmm. she's she's kind of hallucinating all of these visions and kind of envisioning like herself transforming like into an animal yeah yeah i could totally see them doing something similar with this story of of all of a sudden like you know as she sort of starts slipping further and further into her own madness she just out of the corner of her eye she just starts seeing this wolf Mm -hmm. getting closer and closer except at the end of the story she turns on her husband and said you hid my kids from me for 18 years and then she kills him (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> oh, that would be good. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> what a twist. She still has to die because it's a tragedy and everybody oh, yeah. needs to die at the end of a tragedy. Wow.
1: I also just kind of love I would love to see a little bit of the seven brothers called the wolves. That's kind of badass. <laughs> like I I bet that's pretty cool. And they're all handsome with long hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. S- like they're all strapping. Long haired princes. And they're all basically twins because they were born
1: seven. Like each one was born seven days. Yeah. Yes. A day apart.
0: Yes. There's for seven days. What? Sep- septuplets.
1: Also, having a kid every day for seven days would also probably have a very strong mental and physical impact on your body. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah. I love that fairy tale. There's so much to unpack and just
0: so little. <laughs> that was so dense. It <laughs> <laughs> was very dense. <laughs> it was. I agree. Um there was wow, there's a lot there. Well, good night, kids. <laughs> I, I want the I want the mini series of the Brothers Adventures too. Because oh, I bet yeah. they had some great adventures leading up to their reintroduction to the palace.
1: And how did they feel about their mother? Like, Because yes. obviously they had to find out that that was their mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That
0: was a fun one. That was fun. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about this one for i think a few days so i keep hearing
1: people say like oh you keep believing this fairy tale are you in a fairy tale and i'm like have you ever read a fairy tale Mm -hmm. (laughs) has anyone in the history of ever actually read a fairy tale because
0: they are so fucked fucked up up." (laughs) and just (laughs) what (laughs) Like even the one that I read at the beginning of this episode, like it's it's nice and like fantastical things happen, but it's still pretty it's still a pretty messed up story it's she of was abuse and trauma. she was trapped in a
1: barrel, and her stepmother was she was abandoned by
0: her father, and her stepmother was going to burn her alive like. yeah, and her only way out was to marry a stranger, a rich, <laughs> handsome stranger, but still oh wow, what? fairy tales are so. Something. <laughs> People like to tell each other really messed up stories. Mm-hmm. Horror has been a thing for a long time.
1: Yep. Fairy tales are gonna be the next true crime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> they really are.
1: <laughs> it's not it's not true crime, it's <laughs> fake crime. A, Fiction highly fictional crime.
0: crime. But like you want murder? You want madness? You want mm-hmm. pathos? Yeah. Read a fairy tale, because woof, woof. Okay, well, happy birthday to you! Yeah,
1: for- <laughs> I do love horror. So that is gonna do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to Fairy Tale Fix.
0: You're welcome, and we're sorry.
1: <laughs> we are a little sorry. <laughs> And if for some reason you enjoyed that horror, Uh please make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher. It really helps us get the word out. (laughs) Avix can't handle. Uh, If you love the show and you want to support us, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other cool bonus content like stickers and a thank you note at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And if you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod, definitely email us, DM us, uh, let us know what your favorite fairy tale is, your favorite folklore, nursery rhymes, and other cool stuff. We love hearing from you at info at fairytalefixpod.com. And,
0: wow, I'm sorry. (laughs) Hang on, give me a second. (laughs)
1: And they all (laughs) (laughs) lived. It just ends with Abby laughing. (laughs) Nervous giggling. (laughs) Um
0: God, what I what if what story did he even do? (laughs) (laughs) The three mermaids. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Um and Cecilia, who was super nice, really wonderful, very kind, she did eventually, through this three mermaids, affirming her so hard, realize that when the prince offers to take her away from all that, she just takes him up on it and says, no need to ask my stepmother. She's cray. Let's just go. And then he goes, awesome. And then they just leave. And I don't know, maybe Grenizia spends her whole life with a donkey tail. But Cecilia never gets locked in a barrel anticipating being burned alive. And I think that's important.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a good fix. Yeah. (laughs) And for the sake of Abby's mental health, the wolves was never written. The wolves (laughs) never (laughs) happened. (laughs) That story just didn't happen. And they all lived
0: happily Happily ever ever after. after. (laughs) The end. I hope the end. (laughs)